0: kids got a Wii, so we, we just did some wee bowling um nice. you know it's, it's, we'll, we'll throw back for you there the hoffman show it, it's nasty out there man just stay inside fire up the odyssey app you know what to do. on
1: the team 980 and the odyssey app let
0: me begin i can know-
1: off and show on the team 980 always live as well on the free odyssey app coming up in just a few minutes the raiders have just officially released Derek carr should the commanders be interested and before you violently say no let me talk to you about it we'll do that coming up in just a little bit, but we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast in the Huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL for a little segment we like to call "Not My
0: Beat." Today's top story from the perspective of someone who's there. You are looking live. This just in. Not my beat.
1: Jason with us now, and uh, Jason, this this day has gotten even busier for you up in Baltimore, and, and we were already planning on talking about offensive coordinator stuff, but let's let's just start with the newest news. Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator for the Ravens, coming from the college ranks most recently at Georgia. How do you like the fit, uh, and how does this obviously impact the Ravens' pursuit of keeping Lamar Jackson long-term?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to play a very big role in it. That's up to the owner and how much money he's willing to spend. Or what they're willing to get in return for trade, because that's where I think that's heading. But I like this hire a lot. From the moment I heard they were interested in Monkin and they were interviewing him on my radio show in Baltimore, we talked quite a bit about it. And I said, of the candidates available, I think he's the best fit for a multitude of reasons. You know, one, this is a team that's telling you they're not rebuilding, whether, you know, with Lamar or with not. They think they have a world class defense. They think they're a world-class organization, and you know they, they fancy themselves contenders. So with that being sort of where they think they are, and with Harbaugh being where he is in his career, and he's never really brought in some young whippersnapper hotshot, you know, wannabe McVay or somebody who worked with McVay. Like he, they've never really had that guy here. They've never really gone to that model, and, and I didn't think they would go with a first-time guy this time for a multitude of reasons. Then you're looking at some of these other people. You know, I think we're talking about the enemy and this or that. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are in positions to sort of call their shots, or who are at a point in time in their career where this has to be, you know, their last ch- best chance at this or that, and therefore they don't want to be in a scenario where the quarterback who you're being told you're going to work with might be traded, you know, in your first third, you know, first month on the job. Todd Munkin throughout his career has never really worked with exemplary quarterbacks, but he's gotten exemplary um, returns out of them. And he spent a lot of his career coaching the wide receiver position. And my God has this organization been absolutely unable to draft and develop wide receivers and get the most out of them. So, you know, I think a new set of eyes in that regard are huge. He's a wizard in the screen game that that was an element here with Greg Roman that never really came together. Wasn't a big part of what he did. Guys like J.K. Dobbins, why aren't they getting the ball more out in space? Devin Duvernay, the horizontal passing game never evolved. That's a that's a, something that Munken hangs his hat on. Um, I love what he did. You know, his last stint in Tampa, uh, what he was doing with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick and those guys. Um, he was sort of at the forefront of the early down play action movement. Uh, I, I just I think he's a hell of a schemer and. It'll be a departure from Greg Roman in a lot of ways. Um, And yeah, whether he works with Lamar Jackson or not remains to be seen. But I felt like Harbaugh is going to want a more established coach. He's going to want somebody who's probably has a little more in common with him. He's not looking for a climber. He's not looking for somebody who's trying to use this as a springboard to a head coaching job, you know, 12 months from now, whatever, 10 months from now. And so Munkin made a lot of sense to me. And his recent forays into the college game only helped because obviously um, that Georgia program is loaded, um, and he's sort of at the forefront of, of what's happening in the college game, and so much of that has bled into the NFL in recent years.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Jason Lockin of course, not only our Odyssey Sports NFL insider, but hosts afternoons on our sister station, 105.7 up in Baltimore with us here on the Hoffman show on the team 980. So, all right, let's, let's do the Lamar uh, stuff real quick because that, that seems rather relevant uh, to to our audience as well. Um, You say a trade is where you think that is headed. Do you anticipate Washington poking around despite Ron Rivera's comments that they are not going to heavily invest in the quarterback position last week?
0: Well, um, look, I I think that there's a lot of people there who think Sam Howe, can do the job and do I think there's some level of competition there I do you know I wrote it to Washington Post a couple weeks back I kind of did this exercise linking quarterbacks to where I think they're going like a guy like Gardner Minshew you know what I mean would be interesting mm-hmm. to me there as the you know 1B to Howell's 1A because that's the guy who if it doesn't work with Sam Howell and you're pulling the shoot in week five or week six because you think your defense is good enough but the kid's just not ready Unlike a lot of these older, broken-down backups, I think Minshew could play half a season or more, you know what I mean, and and keep you in games. Um, Yeah, and as for Lamar Jackson, I mean, again, this thing's been going on for years. They've never made any headway towards a contract. We're now a week away from being able to slap tags on people. The owner, who hasn't said much around here in four or five years, you know, popped his head out like Ponce of Phil at the owner's meetings last (laughs) year and said, ah, the kid's not worth my money. He doesn't think he's worth my money. He better win me a Super Bowl if he wants my money. Yeah, we're probably just going to tag him in 2023 and see where it goes. Well, now we're here, and uh, it didn't go anywhere. And I don't think he wants to pay him anywhere close to what he's worth. He never has to this point. I don't think anything's changing. So I think he'll get tagged and he'll get traded.
1: I I don't know that that's the worst thing for Baltimore either. Um, but that's a that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, with you know how Lamar's had the injury issues and all that the past couple of years. Um, With that said, the guy who was in charge of Lamar's career is interviewing here for the OC job today. That is the aforementioned Greg Roman. I don't hate the fit here. Um, I know a lot of Baltimore folks really didn't like Roman by the end. What's your uh, kind of position on Roman and what kind of OC you think he is?
0: I think um, Greg Roman had to endure... Uh, a front office that they didn't want to give it. <laughs> it was always, you do more with less. You know, you and Lamar figure it out. I mean, they, they the receivers they drafted aren't very good. Um, you know, they're going out and giving Roquan Smith $20 million a year, you know, taking him on at the deadline and giving an off ball linebacker $20 million a year, but they won't spend for receivers at all. You know, they, they're bringing Deshaun Jackson off the scrap heap. They brought Des Bryan off the scrap heap. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst receiving room in the in the league and it, it's it's never been particularly good. Um, they had a great thing going in twenty nineteen with two move tight ends, um, dominating with that in the red zone. You know, Hayden Hurst says, Oh, you're gonna pay Andrews and not me, I want out. They trade him. <laughs> they replace him with nobody. Then three years later it's like, Oh, let's draft two tight ends, because wow, Greg Roman's offense in the red zone with Lamar, I mean he was perfect in the red zone in twenty nineteen when he had two move tight ends. Oh, well, three years later, let's try that. Well well, one of the ones they drafted, Kohler didn't play till the end of the year, and the other one likely isn't a tight end. He's a receiver, but whatever. So I think Greg Roman got a raw deal in a lot of ways. Now, after, you know, after as long as he was here and with everything that was going on with Lamar's contract, you know, which, which was a black cloud over the entire team, he had to go. It was time. I get it. But I don't think he was nearly as much of the problem as others would tell you. Was he part of it? Yeah. Had things gone a little stale? Yeah, was he the wrong guy to have to try to cook up a passing game when Devin DuVernay and Rashad Bateman were your de facto two starters before they got hurt? I mean, good luck. Good luck with that. With the toys they have there, I think it'd be really interesting. Um, I I do. Um, I I think he's someone who could, on short notice, um, put a little jolt into that offense. Obviously, get a multifaceted run game going and he has he has some real toys there um so no i think it would be an interesting hire i i really do um
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Well,
0: and again, that's, if the defense is the star, right? And that's right. how they built it. Like, I think they're going to keep Durant Payne. I and mean, they should keep Durant Payne. Like, if that if they built it that way and, and they have, you know... A time of possession approach, you know, and and doesn't it doesn't seem crazy to me?
1: So that's the thing with him that, like I said, the day he was let go, he should be one of the favorites here. And uh, your listeners from Baltimore jumped down ninety five and ready to kill me. And the people here,
0: yeah, they 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 yeah, yeah, the the people here were also ready to join the riot. The worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah, they were ready to join the riot because they have a Ravens friend who told them that Greg Roman sucks. I'm like, all this guy's done is in San Francisco and Baltimore uh, and Buffalo, by the way, uh, to a lesser extent, yeah. but certainly in Buffalo as well, is been the OC on winning teams with great defenses and maximized pretty pitiful skill position groups that he's had as an offensive coordinator. And to me, that says he actually is good at identifying his strengths and understanding his limitations, where Scott Turner was Mr. We're going to try everything, even though we got quarterbacks who can't execute it. And, you know, you never actually wind up maximizing anything. You just throw stuff at the wall, and occasionally it sticks because Terry McLaurin's amazing. And to me, Roman's a guy that would actually be able to maximize the guys here, and he's never had wide receivers to play with. So it would be, you know, I hear the passing game stuff, but to me it's fascinating because he's never had weapons like this before.
0: No, no, he hasn't. I mean, again, their their big signing a year ago was bringing Sammy Watkins back from the dead because, you know, he was with Greg Roman in Buffalo a million years ago, like five, right. you know. Right, turns out five he was still dead. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So I think, it, again, I, I think it would, it conceptually and from a personal standpoint and from an, just sort of an overarching philosophy of sort of the way they've built that thing up. Um, and, you know, you factor in weather and stuff like that, right? The division they play in, yada, yada, yada. It, it, you know, it can make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, definitely. Jason Lockenfora, Odyssey Sports, NFL and, and insider. And him going against
0: Wink Martindale would be fun because, you know, Martindale, obviously, the decorator right. with the Giants. Those two were, you know, hotshot coordinators here for a long time. So those those two going against each other in the same division twice a year would be fun.
1: Yeah, uh, that would be very fun. And he can't do any worse than Scott Turner did uh, against Wig Martindale last year. Uh, that is literally not possible. Uh, all right. So when you look at uh, the other candidates for OC here, it seems like it's enemy's job to lose. But what have you heard about what Eric might want to do, and and how that process might play out over the rest of this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of tricky. They have a great thing going there, and you know, I understand that things ebb and flow and evolve, and Andy Reid, you know, has liked to have young and up-and-comers kind of going through the ranks, and that's not Eric anymore. But, I mean, walking away from that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh, Walking away from potential future Lombardi trophies, walking away from Patrick Mahomes, I I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I... Obviously, you got to see how the interviews go. You got to see what their plan is, what your plan is, if they're going to be able to get you what you need, you know. And and sort of, do you think where are you in your career? Are you still chasing? You know what I mean, the head coaching thing, which which for you know it hasn't really materialized to this point. Or are you just looking to get out from Andy Reid's shadow for a while? You know what I mean, and do your own thing and go somewhere where you think you can stay for a while, but you know, that's fine. It's just a different form of stability. And then I think you also need to be realistic about, look, another owner could come in there and may, you know what I mean? And say, right. Hey, Ron Rivera is a fine, upstanding citizen. You know, he's a really, you know, he's a good defensive coordinator. He's, you know, he's coaching this league for a long time. He, he can't, I can't have, I'm not spending $6 billion to let Ron Rivera pick everything in this building. Like that's over. We're going in a different direction. You know, that's that. Like, it, the way this hierarchy is set up ain't for me so you know in that instance that's at least something that a, someone like an Eric Bieniemy, would be talking his representation about like you know hey because if you are going to you know if you're going somewhere where you don't want to be moving again in a year and you think okay I want to stay here as long as I was in Kansas City and if it leads to a head coaching trail great and if it doesn't so be it I don't know that you're looking at that coaching situation and saying, oh yeah, that staff is, you know what I mean? That staff is totally safe. Like, I I don't know about that.
1: Right. Well, and the thing I've always said too, is that's a like the, I think the side of the shore, the sore that you just described is sharper. However, there's also a chance that a new owner would come in and be like, this guy should have been head coach a long time ago. I see what he's doing with the offense. I like it. This Rivera dude's old, get him out of here. And they elevate the enemy. and, I think that's a weird, like, kind of sidebar too. That yeah. he's maybe right. Navigating. It could go
0: right. It could go both ways because if you did do that, you you wouldn't do a full scale search. If you give, a, you'd have to obviously comply with some Rooney Rule related things and all the you know um, DEI stuff. But yeah, the most likely thing would be somebody from within is just going to move on up to that head coaching role for the 2023 season, and we'll see where that goes. So, absolutely, it could be interesting uh, both ways.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, And then last thing, uh, since you mentioned it, that's hanging over all of this. It seems like every reporter who covers the NFL and/or sports business has some kind of new piece of information about this sale every other day now. What's the latest you're hearing on timelines, on potential buyers, on anything that you've heard uh, on the sale of the Commanders?
0: I mean, nothing particularly new, other than I I think there's a a lot of motivation um, from for a multitude of parties to try to have this. To try to be able to present finalists at the upcoming meeting in March, you know, to kind of have the field whittled down and to know it's going to go to one of two or three different groups. And then, obviously, if that's the case and these people have all been vetted, and et cetera, then you could be trying to bring this to a vote in May before waiting, you know, for October.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's that seems very reasonable. Some people are saying March could be the final one, and it could get done sooner. Who knows? I, mean, I think could, we're our, could, we're all I think ready that's for probably it. Probably
0: a little ambitious, but yeah. it, you know it could. But
1: yeah, the NFL can be uh, can can move it at whatever speed it wants when it's motivated, uh, fast yeah. or slow. Well, uh, we've we've definitely absolutely. seen that before. Uh, Jason Fora, afternoons two to six on 105.7. the fan up in Baltimore, uh, and of course is our Odyssey Sports National NFL insider. Uh, you can also read his work in the Washington Post. Jason, always a pleasure. Thanks much. We'll do it again soon.
0: Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Thank you.
1: Jason La Confora, everybody again, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, In the Huddle with Brian Baldigger and Carl Dukes, which covers the entire NFL. Quick break. Come right back. Why Commanders fans need to stop pushing away Derek Carr with so much force. Ah, just pushing him. Wait, stop. Just relax. Deep breath. Car now officially a free agent. Released about 30 minutes ago. Why it's at least worth a look. Next.